Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is Mike Matthews with Limping for Jesus podcast. On this episode, I am going to make the case for catechism in the Protestant church. The the process of catechizing our children is often associated with the Catholic Church. However, this this um, art of instructing the young in the faith, I do not know exactly when it fell out of favor with the Protestant Church, but it is so important that we teach our kids the correct understanding of the teachings of the Bible. You and I are called to teach our kids the correct truth about who God is. We are commanded by God to do this. And it is it has become my it has become my passion to teach churches and parents how to use a biblical catechism to disciple their children. Your children need to know sound doctrine. They need to know the true understanding of Scripture. And catechism is the way we do this. The definition of catechism is to instruct, to sound above, to recount. That's the best part about catechism. It's, it is a it is an art of recounting what we know is true about the Lord in Scripture. I am going to be talking about, uh, in this podcast, um, Adam Merrill's uh, catechism that he wrote based on the 1689 Confession of Faith called the Young Baptist Catechism. And I am going to read some of his thoughts, but I want to start with Deuteronomy chapter 6, Verses 4 to 9. Alright parents. I, I want. Here's the, here's the thing. Could your kids. Right now. If someone asks. Um, who was the. Uh, first. And greatest beings. Uh, who was the first. And greatest being. Um. If you ask that question to your kids, could they answer it? Could they could they point you to the scripture that defends that? Or how about how do we know that God exists? How do we know that God exists? I would I would I would bet that not only would your children not know how to answer that and point people to scripture that defends that question and answer. I would say many Christian adults would not know how to find that scripture, find that text that defends that question. Would you who are hearing this know how to answer someone these type of questions? How do we know that God exists? Well, 
we know that God exists because he has revealed himself to us through creation, through through the the visible qualities of his creative power, we know he's a lot. Psalm nineteen one and two says, The heavens declare your glory. The earth creates your glory. So and then Romans one teaches us that the the creation displays his invisible qualities, his powers, his creativeness. It proves he is God. But could your child point someone to those truths? Could you know those scriptural references off of your heart? I would say the average Christian cannot do this. But here's the thing. Catechism can equip ourselves Parents, if you use a catechism, you are going to learn also. You're you're going to be able to instruct your kids in the systematic theology of the Bible. God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order and structure. And that is true about the key doctrines of the Bible. Catechism can help you frame these categories in your children's hearts and here's why we here's why we should do this I'm going to start with Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9 here's what God tells us as parents listen Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words I am giving you today are to be written on on your heart. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house. And when you walk along the road, when when you lie down and when you get up, bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. Parents, we are called to do this. We are called to repeat the, the wonderful truths of God to them. Here is what the author of here's what the author of the Young Baptist, Baptist Catechism says. Adam Merrill writes One of the great greatest gifts parents can give their children is a godly education. Instruction in righteousness is not only necessary for good order and discipline it is commanded by God. Deuteronomy 6, 4-7 through records the earnestness of forming a child's character. Every Christian parent should embrace his God-given responsibility to train up a child for the glory of God. 
It is for his kingdom that we should strive to bring up our children in training and the training and admonition of the Lord. And one of the best ways to accomplish this is through the constant and consistent training of children in what is right and proper. But how can this be effectively accomplished? One way is to develop a fundamental understanding of God and His Word through the exercise of catechizing. This instructional method of asking questions and receiving answer is an often overlooked form of instructing, instruction, instructing. But there is, there is seldom a better tool for introducing young people to the Christian truths than to use a catechism. I'm going to say that again. But there is seldom a better tool for introducing young people to the Christian truth than to the use of catechism. My starting point, other than the Bible, was the London Baptist Confession of Faith of 1689. It has been my chief aim to prepare a summation of that confession and to transform it into a catechism for both children and adults. I pray that you will find this beneficial in your pursuit to know God and to teach others about Him. Saints, in the Protestant church, we need, in my belief, in my opinion, and I agree with Brother Merrill here, or Morrell. Adam, if I'm slaughtering your last name, I apologize. You're probably, you probably want to hear this podcast. But in case you do, I'm sorry, homie. All right. We are called to know the Lord and make him known. But how can you know him effectively? I believe catechism is the best way that young adults, uh, children, parents, single people can, can equip their hearts to truly know and make him known. How can you make him known if you don't know him? Now, I'm going to get some examples of how Adam, Adam's confession works. But here's the main point in the case that I'm making. Here's why we should use catechism. Other than that statement I just said, um, God's word clearly commands us to repeat um to our children, the truth of God. Um, this style of teaching of asking questions and receiving answers was throughout the Reformation, was throughout when the church was reforming. This is the, the way that our founding fathers and mothers of the faith would teach people about Jesus. Here's why. Every Christian no matter how young, ought to have a complete understanding of the true teachings of the Bible. That means your 6-year-old, that means your 10-year-old, 
That means you're 18-year-old. That means you're 40-year-old, 60-year-old, 70-year-old. Here's my, my concern. I believe that there are people in church leadership or even pastors or elders or deacons or Sunday school teachers who cannot um, fulfill this statement. There are adults. I've heard adult um, teachers say, just open up the Bible. Just open up the Bible and wherever you land, that's where God wants you to be that day. Okay. Um, what if um, I'm battling mental illness and depression and um, I think God I think God is telling me to kill my kid. And I open it up to the story of... Um, um, I open up the story to Abraham taking um, Isaac up uh, to the altar to um, to God told him to kill Isaac, and I turn there and I go away. Oh, I'm a Christian in 2021. I feel like God is telling me to kill my children. I'm gonna kill my children. They, I I did what my I did what my teacher told me. Do I open up the Bible and I land it there? And that must be God speaking to me. No, no. I know that is an extreme example, but it goes to show you that there is a correct way to understand the Bible. The Bible is not a book of chaos. There is a correct way to teach people the Bible. And I believe that catechism is the best way to do this. It is giving people the 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 art of rep, um, repeating through questions and answers. So here, here's an example. If you catechize people and they go to a passage like Abraham and Isaac... We are going to know that story is pointing to the Messiah, the ultimate Lamb of God. Abraham tells Isaac when Isaac is like, "Yo, what up, Dad? Where's, where's the, where's the sacrifice for for the altar?" And he says, "God will provide a lamb." In some translations, that is forecasting. That is forecasting. The coming of the Messiah that will die for the sins of his people. So when if you are taught through catechism, and I will use this as an example. I will use a question from the Young Baptist Catechism. Because this is so important. Okay. The, so, question t- 12 in the Young Baptist Catechism says, What does Jesus do in salvation? The answer is, Jesus redeems his people. And the scripture that Adam gives is, uh, Galatians 2.16 and Matthew 1.21 Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law through faith in Christ Jesus, 
but through faith in Christ Jesus, even even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, since by the works of the law no flesh can be justified. Scripture number two under that question. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Alright, if you know that question and answer, and that the whole Bible, the whole Old Testament sacrifice system is about foretelling the coming of the Messiah, you could go to a text like I just mentioned about Abraham or Leviticus, uh, um, about the animal sacrifices, and you will know that it's not telling you to do anything crazy. It is telling you to trust Jesus as that ultimate sacrifice. Catechism does this. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you another example. Okay. Question 33. What does every sin deserve? Could, could your children answer that? Could you answer... What does every sin deserve? The answer is, every sin deserves God's wrath and curse, both in life and in the next. In the scripture he gives, Ephesians 5, 6, Galatians 3, 10, Proverbs 3, 33, Psalms 11, 6, Revelation 21, 8. Catechism not only tells you the answer of that that question, but shows your children where to find it in the Bible that defends core doctrine. The, let's read. Let's read this a little bit. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Ephesians five six. For as many as of the works of the law are under a curse, where it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Galatians 3.10 The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous. Proverbs 3.33 Upon the wicked he will rain snares, fire and brimstone, burning wind, up wind will be the portion of their cup. Psalm 11, 6. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and admonable and murderers and immoral persons and soldiers and idolaters and liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is their second death. Revelation 21, 8. Do you see the importance of knowing the, the core teaching of scripture. Catechism does this. I'm going, I, I want to get to the questions that talk about the mediation of um, Jesus. Okay. We're at, we're, at, we're at Easter and we know that Jesus was born to die for us, 
I, I read a little bit about that. Uh, I'm going to look at question 54 and question 55 right now. And I, wa I want you to be honest. I want you to be honest. Right now, with no help at all, if you ask your children this, could they answer it? Biblically. Could they not only answer it biblically, but could they point people to the scripture reference? Could they show them that the God of, the, the Word of God defends and, and affirms what we believe as Christians? Be honest. And if the answer is no, you're making my case for catechism stronger. Question 54 in the Young Baptist Catechism says, For whom did Jesus die? The answer, he died for his people. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Question 55. If I would ask your children, or if I would ask you, what did Jesus' death on the cross accomplish? Here's the answer. Jesus' death on the cross accomplished forgiveness of our sins. So, uh, Isaiah 53, 4-5. Surely our grief he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced, th pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. When you were dead in your transgressions, in the unrighteousness, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which, which was hostile to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he had disarmed the roar and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Colossians 2, 13 through 15. And okay, this is question 56. What is saving faith? Saving faith is believing on the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if you're a Baptist, you better know this one off by heart. What is justification? Justification is the act of God when he pardons our sins. Romans 3.24 being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Romans 3, 24. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians 1, 7. All right, parents, church leaders, lay people, Sunday school teachers. I ask you,
can your students and disciples or you answer those type of questions on your own? No, you probably can't. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't a trick question. But here's the good news. You you can know how to be prepared in season and out of season for the for why we believe in Jesus. Not only that, but we can teach our children. Think about it. Our children are missionaries to their schools and to their friends. And the the average Christian church are producing inadequate missionaries. How many of us are going into the world not knowing what we believe as Christians? Do you know why we believe about the Trinity? Do you know um, why we believe that God created the world? Do you know about the resurrection and where to share people? Why Jesus had to be crucified, uh, buried, and resurrected? Do you know how to do this? I am encouraging you, you can. I want to leave us one more time before I wrap up today's show with uh, a statement from Adam and then the Word of God. Two statements from Adam. Every Christian parent should embrace the God-given responsibility to train up a child for the glory of God. And then... Every Christian, no matter how young, ought to have a complete understanding of the of the teachings of the Bible. Every Christian, no matter how young, ought to have a complete understanding of the teachings of the Bible. Here's the good news about catechism, saints. When we use this with our children, we are giving them the 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 bread of life man does not eat on on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of god catechism will help you digest the word of god and be able to re- re- recount the the that you have tasted in the lord and seen that he is good you will be able to give an ordinary uh, sound recounting of the truth of Scripture. And here, and here's the Word of God. I'm going to end it here. Listen, Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Saints, recount the glories of Christ. Help your children to know him and to make him known. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that you have helped me make the case for catechism in the Protestant church. I pray that, um, especially for the Baptist church, I pray that 
Baptists would get back to defending and being a confessional people. We confess these things to be true because we know these things can be true and we can defend them in the Bible. We know the scripture addresses. We know the chapter and verses. Catechism helps us do this. Lord, I thank you for my brother Adam Merrill, I never met him, but I thank you that many years ago, back in 2007, you laid it on your, on his heart to shape the 1689 confession into a catechism that the young in the faith, children or adults can not only know what your word says, but be able to defend it through the act of learning through catechism. In your awesome name, I pray. Amen.